Welcome back, everyone, to C-Dubs Locks, the betting segment on the Schmokin' Hot Takes podcast. I'm your host, C-Dubs, and today we are high on life, folks. We did it. We did it. We go 6-0, and a perfect week. Last week in week 8, completely reversing the fortunes of our week 7 woes. And you know what that calls for? I think that calls for a little celebration. I hope you are dancing where you're at. Let's go. We did it. Undefeated performance. Let's go, y'all. Electric, electric week for the boys on the pod. We're going to go ahead and recap that week and try to keep our momentum going as we head into week nine of the NFL season. So let's get started. The perfect week began in Pittsburgh. We had Jacksonville money line straight up taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And just like we predicted, a scrappy and tough game here. You know, I did highlight that Pittsburgh's record when throwing interceptions the last two years is atrocious. I think they were like 2-12 and 12 or something like that. Let's go ahead and make that 2-13. and 13. Lo and behold, Mr. Mitch Trubisky throws two ducks straight to Jacksonville. And, you know, honestly, the Jacksonville offense, while not the most prolific out there, they, 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 they got it done. They took care of business. They kept the momentum up. And they take home the win on the road here in a tough environment. So we moved to 1-0. The second game took us to Nashville, Tennessee, where we had the Tennessee Titans money line hosting the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> Take that, Arthur Smith, you mustache-looking creep. We got another upset pick correct here as the Titans were a home underdog in this one. What a debut for rookie quarterback Will Levis, who was slinging the rock everywhere like it was recess out there not a ton of yardage not a ton of uh, you know passing yardage before passing touchdowns yeah that's enough to get the job done against atlanta's uh if you offense if you want to call it an offense okay vrabel doesn't lose coming off bye weeks he stays undefeated in his career in those scenarios and tennessee took us to 2-0 and now the stinker game of the week which which we called was the was the battle of New York the, the Jets and the Giants playing each other thrilling game Jets win 13 to 10 in overtime we had we we had double action on this game we had the under 36 and a half and we had the Jets money line okay the Jets just keep finding ways to get it done they've scored i think they've scored like one offensive touchdown in the last 3 weeks i might need to fact check that but it, it hasn't been pretty on offense right and but doesn't matter. I mean, they're playing great on defense. God, Salah's got these guys dialed in. And it shows. It shows. The Giants, conversely, they just need to hang them up for the season. I mean, am, am I reading this correctly? Seven passing yards? The entire game? Seven passing yards? In 2023. Dude, that, that's got to be the lowest total in the last 25, 30, 35 years. I don't know. Regardless, dude, shout out Zach Wilson. You may not have a big game on the stat sheet, but you keep getting it done, sir. So keep it up. Keep it up. As for the under, you know, what what more needs to be said? Terrible offenses, great defenses. You have an under. I mean, I know the point total is really low. It was sitting at 36 and a half, but this should serve as a lesson to not be spooked off of games like this. The total is low 
for a reason. Feel confident moving forward taking plays like this. So that immediately, that put us at 4-0, right? Our last two plays, one of them came in the afternoon slate. It was the Hawks. The Seahawks, we had the Seahawks minus 3.5. This was honestly the sweat of the week. And it was my own team that caused it. The, the Hawks did get a little lucky here. Cleveland's driving, trying to run out the clock at the end of the game. And P.J. Walker throws it. Jamal it goes off Jamal Adams' head into the arms of Julian Love. We get the interception. Some might say luck. But guess what? Sometimes you need luck in betting, in gambling, in life. Gino sits up with the controller in his hand. He locks in. He leads a game-winning two-minute touchdown drive with the pass to Jackson Smith and Jigba. They win the game by four. They cash the minus 3.5. You love to see it. And you also love to see those throwback jerseys on the field. Man, you want to talk about fire a petition. Petition to have the Seahawks wear those every week? I think yes. I think yes. So we're 5-0 and on Sunday. And it all comes down to Monday night football. Where we had the Lions minus 7.5. At home. And folks, they got it done against the Raiders. There's a reason the Raiders fired their entire staff the day after this game. Holy hell, this was an ugly game for them. Garoppolo missed Devontae Adams on a 98-yard touchdown pass, which I I, I won't fault him much, as much for that one because he was getting pressured and hit as he was th- throwing that ball. So overthrowing it, I mean, I guess he didn't really overthrow him. He threw it into the, into the sideline. He, he hit some Gatorade bottles, some Gatorade cans. But the second one was, oh my God, if anyone watched the game, you know what I'm talking about. There's no one around Garoppolo, and he fires it, and he overthrows Adams by like three yards, and he's wide open. Anyways, Garoppolo's benched. He's done. Um, so yeah, there, there, there's, <clears throat> there, there's a reason why they fired their entire staff, right? When you're laying the points with the other team, and you, you see an ugly game like that, you, you love it. You love it. As a Lions fan for one day of my life, we loved it. You know, we said it last week, the Lions weren't going to come out flat after getting embarrassed by the Ravens the week before. It was their first Monday night football game that they've hosted in six years, which is crazy, but it just kind of shows you how far the Lions franchise has come. Easy call here, in my opinion. And it clinched the undefeated week for us. So a, a complete flip of performances in week eight, right? We, we go from week seven, we don't win a single thing. Week eight, we don't lose a single thing. We're on fire. One of the more hyped weekends I've had in a while in terms of betting. And we're going to keep it going in week nine. I got full confidence now. I got six plays that I love. And yes, I am retracting my two season-long bans only because... I love those plays that much. And I need action in the games. With the bye weeks and stuff, sometimes sometimes you got to go against logic, reason, sense, okay? So we're going to start off here. We're going to start off in Germany. Yeah, you know I love these international games so much. We're going to start in Germany where the Kansas City Chiefs are going to be playing the Miami Dolphins. Now, as you know, these overseas games probably means muted production on the offensive end by one, maybe both of the teams. These games aren't usually that exciting. They're sending over two of the more exciting offenses. So, I mean, you'd like to think that's not going to happen here. But at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. And honestly, I think at this point, I've seen enough of Miami playing good teams to just admit that they don't come to play in these matchups, right? They, 
got they lost to the Eagles. They lo- they got embarrassed by the Bills. Like I just I don't know. I don't know what's up with them and not not they just don't show up for these games against bad teams. Yeah, they'll hang seventy on them like they did to Denver. But yeah, I don't know. I'm not sold on Miami in these big games. And while the Chiefs they don't often lose in the regular season, going back to last year. They're undefeated in the five games they've played coming off a loss. And obviously they lost to Denver last week in that you know weird weather game. But kudos to Denver. Shout out Denver. Give, give them their laurels on that one. That was a good win. But it sets up a strong system play here. Favorites have also covered the spread in all international games 64% of the time. They're 27 and 15 all time. So that's pretty good. Kansas City's favored by one and a half. In addition... Talk to me about this. Just listen to this, okay? I just feel like the NFL isn't going to have Mahomes lose an international game. Now, I'm now, 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 now. I'm not saying it's going to be rigged. I am not saying that. It's just, do you really think the face of the league traveling across the Atlantic to play in Europe, where the NFL is trying to expand viewership and interest, is going to lose? I don't think so. I don't think so. We're going to back the better team here. We're going to take the Chiefs minus one and a half. Hopefully Taylor Swift's there because then it's free. But even if she's not, I like this play. Now our second game of the week. We're going to be on the New England Patriots at home. Taking on the Washington Commanders. Patriots are favored by three points in this game. And we're going to take Patriots minus three. Yes, I am unbanning the Commanders for one week. Because they're playing on the road against Bill Belichick. Now, trust me, I have zero confidence in Mac Jones and the Patriots' banged-up offense. This is entirely trusting in one of the best coaches in the league to take care of business at home. Rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks that are playing in their first full season, so that would include Sam Howell this year with the Commanders, right? He was a rookie last year. This is his first full season as a head, as a, as a first-string quarterback starting quarterback in the NFL, are 8-24 and 24 all time against Bill Belichick. So he kind of he kind of destroys them, right? That's, he's hit, that's a 75% win clip for Belichick. Even better. It gets even better. Belichick has never, never lost to a rookie quarterback or a quarterback in their first full season at the helm while playing at home. Where did I say this game was? Oh yeah, Gillette Stadium. Where's that? New England. Okay. The Patriots love to take away a team's best weapon, which for the Commanders is probably deep deep shots to Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. Howe has also had up and down performances all year long, you know, usually in that order. So when he balls out, which he did against the Eagles last week, he usually comes back down to earth and then kind of keeps digging a hole and goes down even deeper than you think he's going to go that following week. So last week goes has a crazy game against a bad Eagles secondary. I think that means that I think it signals a revert to the mean this week on the road. It's risky. Do I like trusting the Patriots? No, of course not. I, if you've watched them this year, you know that they're not a good team. But I trust Belichick. I, I trust one of the best coaches in the NFL to get to take care of business at home. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take the Patriots minus three. Now our third game of the week. We're going to Cleveland, where 
I'm going to get, go ahead, flame me for it. The Cardinals are on the road taking on the Browns with a point total of 37 and a half. We're going to take that under. All right, now you know the song. Hello, darkness, my old friend. Yes, I'm back on a Cardinals game. Okay, but please notice, please note, I am avoiding spreads and money lines because screw the Cardinals, screw this team. Okay, we're on this game for one reason and one reason only, and that is the weather. Okay, now a few weeks ago, I talked about windy conditions, how it affects games, and how that in games where we have a sustained wind of over 15 miles an hour, the under hits more than 70% of the time. Ladies and gentlemen, get your windbreakers ready because it's going to be windy as hell in Cleveland throughout this entire game. Okay, it's going to hit that 15 mile per hour sustained wind mark. The Cardinals are also going to be starting rookie quarterback Clayton Toom, which to his credit, he did sling the ball well at the University of Houston, okay? But in these conditions against this stout defense, I'm not confident he'll do much. The Browns' passing offense, spoiler, is terrible. It's it's very woeful out there. I, I, I fully expect Cleveland to keep this on the ground where they're, they're really good on the ground with Ford and Hunt and Pierre Strong. Never thought I'd mention that name, but Pierre Strong. And they're just going to keep that clock tick, 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 ticking. Okay? Look, you guys know the recipe by now. No points from two bad offenses. A low point total. Solid defenses. Sign me up for the under. We're on under 37.5 in this game. Now our fourth game of the week. We're going to Carolina. Okay? Where the Indianapolis Colts are taking... On the Carolina Panthers. Over under is set at 43 and a half right now. We're going to take the under on this. Or the over. Excuse me. We're going to be on the over for this game. Over 43 and a half. Sort of a weird game here. In Indianapolis are surprisingly sixth in the NFL right now. Averaging 26 points per game this season. You wouldn't think it, right? Like Indy, efficient offense. That doesn't really seem like it makes sense. But they're good. They're putting up points this year. And, there's, and these are two defenses, they're just atrocious. You know, the Colts have allowed the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL this season. And they're coming into this game ranked dead last in yards per completion at 17 and a half yards per completion. So every time someone gets a catch against Indy, on average, it's going for 17 and a half yards. How a secondary is that bad? I have no idea. I, I genuinely, I don't. On the flip side... Carolina ranks dead last in almost every stat in terms of run defense. They're allowing the second most yards after contact to running backs in the NFL, which bodes very well for Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, Indy's running back tandem. You know, I I don't really care who wins this game. I don't have a lean into who wins this game, to be honest. Carolina's obviously coming off their first one of the season last week. Indy's kind of been in a, in a tailspin or a nosedive, whatever. But I can guarantee there's going to be points. And I think there's going to be at least 44 points in this game. So let's take the over and let's see what happens. Now in our fifth game of the week. I love these teams because they're just so bad. And it's just so easy to take the unders in these ones. But we're going to travel to Las Vegas. Where the New York Giants are on the road. Traveling to play the Vegas Raiders. Over under is set at 37.5. We are going to take the under on this. And this is almost the exact same analysis as the Browns-Cardinals game. These offenses suck. There's no way to avoid it. it. 
if you bet the under, I actually found this stat kind of interesting. If you bet the under in each of these teams' games this year, you would be 13 and 3. You'd be hitting at an, you'd be successful 81% of, of the season so far. If that was the only bet, if you put 100 bucks on that every week, 81% of the time you're winning. Now, the Raiders, they did fire their GM, their head coach, and their offensive coordinator earlier this week. And teams who do that, historically, they kind of have a dead cat bounce of sorts the following week. And they actually show up and come ready to play. So it's possible their offense gets going or they win this game. But the, the Giants' defense, even though you know they just traded away Leonard Williams to the Seahawks on the interior D-line, it's, le- it's legit. The Giants have a good defense, man. The Raiders haven't scored more than 21 points in a game this season. I mean, you know, the the Giants are... They're not averaging more than 14. They can't be. Surely not. You know, I I know at home they're averaging 7 points per game, but it's just... Gross. I don't expect anyone to watch this game, simply for the sake of your sanity. But take the under, kick your feet up, enjoy a cold beverage... And watch the money come home at the end of the day. Okay? Now our sixth and final game of the week. This, I think, will be... I mean, it has the potential to be the game of the week. But it's Sunday Night Football. Cincinnati is hosting the Buffalo Bills. Cincinnati's currently favored by one and a half points. And we're going to we're gonna take the... We're going we're gonna to take Cincinnati minus one and a half. Cover them points, Bengals. This should be, a, like I said, should be a banger of a game. It's a rematch of last year's AFC Divisional Round. It's the same same g- game where DeMar Hamlin had that accident last year. Um, you know, I, I, but I think, I think I'm ready to say it. The Buffalo Bills are fraudulent. I backed them to win the Super Bowl last year. That didn't work. And it breaks my heart to say it because I, I want Buffalo to be successful. They're like that franchise that, whether you intend to root for them or not in the NFL, you, you kind of end up like, hey, I, I want Buffalo to win. Because they, they just haven't had any success, really. They've made so many Super Bowls. They've lost them all. Like, we're all rooting for you, man. But it's just they're just fraudulent, bro. That's just not it. Josh Allen is not taking care of the ball this well that well this year. Their defense looks like... It's filled up an entire level of a trauma center with all the injuries that they have. They 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 keep playing down to the team's levels. Like I, just, I don't know, dude. I'm I'm just kind of off the Bills in general. And for the Bengals, ho 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 ho, it's officially Joey Burr season, baby. Burrow in his career, he's a second half player. Okay, in his in his entire NFL career, against the spread after week six. The man is 21 and 8. He doesn't miss against the spread. He comes alive in the second half of the season. The Bengals are riding the wave of euphoria, coming off the back of beating San Francisco on the road last week. They're coming home. The crowd's going to be into it. And I think they keep it rolling against a suspect Bills defense. So Cincy minus 1.5 is our final take-me-home play of the week. Those are my favorite betting plays for week nine of the NFL season. Please remember to like and follow the Schmoke and Hot Takes podcast on Spotify. As always, this is C-Dubs. I'll see you next week when we yet again go 6-0. and oh.